Chapter Eleven of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven. What's the use? Good evening," said Miss Webster heartily as the door opened in answer to her invitation and revealed a tall gentleman. How fortunate! You are the very person I want most to see at this moment. How fortunate for me," said the newcomer in a cheery voice as he crossed the room with brisk step and shook hands with Miss Webster. It cannot be because you are lonely either, and he glanced interestedly first at the two strangers then at the machine on the table. Oh, no, it was because I wanted you to meet my friends. Let me introduce to you Mr. Reynolds of New York, the Reverend Mr. Holden, Mr. Reynolds, and this is my young friend, Benjamin Bryant. Ben, how do you do? said the cheery voice, and the boy who had imagined himself shy of all ministers felt his hand grasped in a hearty way, as though he had been an old friend there followed as interesting a half-hour as Ben had ever spent in his life. Not only was Mr. Holden interested in the machine to such a degree that he asked numerous questions which Ben was longing to ask, but had not dared, but his own intelligent questions in regard to it drew out from Mr. Reynolds several important points. Besides, he was apparently, to that young man's great astonishment, interested in Ben himself, at least he asked numerous questions for which there could have been no other explanation on the whole it was in undisguised amazement and some dismay that he started up suddenly at the sound of the great clock on the corner striking nine are you late miss webster asked in answer to the dismayed face will your mother worry i'm afraid we have been careless tell her it was all owing to the tapping of an old raven on the window-pane instead of the chamber door she will not be worried said ben smiling over the raven because i am sometimes kept at the store and she knows i don't stay anywhere but where she would be willing to have me but i was going to do some things this evening and now it is gone all the raven's fault said miss webster cheerily but perhaps it has not been a wasted evening. You have learned some things about the machine. Oh, no, indeed, said Ben eagerly. I have learned a great many things, and had a beautiful time. And I have learned that dried peaches have gone up in price and are going higher, said the lady merrily. Did you know that, Mr. Holden? I'm going to make a note of it to tell Mrs. Cadwin. I didn't know it. Mr. Holden said, in the same tone. Don't tell my landlady, please. Ben, my boy, come and see me some evening, will you? I live just around the corner in the stone house. I shall be very glad to have a chat with you about machines and any other interesting matter. Ben went away, smiling. Their tones were very merry, but there was nothing about either of them that suggested to him he was being made sport of. On the contrary, it seemed as though they were his intimate friends whom he had known a long time. He went home slowly, thinking about it all, happy also over the fact that Mr. Reynolds had said to him, the last thing before he took his machine away, "'Come in tomorrow evening, and we'll talk business.' That sounded delightful. Would his mother think he could spare the time to learn to work that splendid machine, he wondered?' 
of course it was not very probable that he could make the knowledge of use to him not for years at least but then who knew he had a chance to do some of his thinking aloud just as he turned the corner which brought him in sight of home rufus kedwin joined him where have you been all the evening he asked i stopped for you to go to jimmy brower's with me and they said you hadn't got home yet your mother said she supposed you were at the store but when i passed the store it was closed did you tell my mother so ben asked a note of anxiety in his voice why no i hadn't passed the store then you know but i did five minutes afterwards is that the game ben you've been spending the evening somewhere where you would rather she wouldn't know ben drew himself up proudly not unless your mother's house is such a place he said stiffly my mother's house have you been to see me that's great and i was in search of you and would enough sight rather have had your company than jimmy brower's but how came you to stay i wasn't there no said ben laughing in spite of his dignity over such a manifest truth you were not there i should say that was plain but neither was i not in your part of the house i was up in miss webster's room rufus gave a low whistle all the evening poor fellow what have you been about to get caught in such a scrape as that you had at least sixteen solemn lectures on the duties and responsibilities of life i'll venture i had a very pleasant evening said ben with emphasis he felt himself growing dignified again he had never liked rufus kedwin so little in his life as at that moment i think miss webster is one of the nicest and pleasantest women i ever saw he said after a moment's consideration as to how to put his thought oh of course she is pleasant as june weather a great deal of it and nice is no name for it mother thinks so too but honest ben don't you think she is rather rather well pokey you know or something of that kind preachy maybe that's the word for it a fellow can't go by her door seems to me without getting a touch of the importance of his opportunities or something of that kind well said ben if she tries to help a fellow to do a little thinking i shouldn't think it need to hurt him she hasn't said any more to me than mother does nor half so much but i saw some other people to-night i saw that writing machine you told about and mr reynolds and mr holden ben spoke as though the writing machine were one of the people and the first in importance it almost seemed so to him mr holden said rufus with a little start he's the last man i should want to see i don't like him anyhow what did you think of the machine it is the most wonderful thing i ever saw ben said heartily why don't you like mr holden i thought he was splendid oh because he meddles too much with other people's business never mind him he's nice enough for those who like him did you write any on the machine i wrote mother's name i'm going to learn to write on it that is if i can spare the time he offered me the chance he wants some work done and he says if i will give him two evenings part of the time i can write on the machine the other part and learn how isn't that a good chance hmm, said rufus 
a dirt cheap way of getting a fellow to work for you i should say of what earthly use does he suppose it will be for you to learn to write on that machine in two months at the latest he will take it away and you'll never see another and what good will your knowledge do you how do you know i'll never see another perhaps i'll have one of my own some day oh well perhaps i'll have a balloon and ride on it to the moon some day but i don't believe i will i don't either said ben with a good-natured laugh because you wouldn't know how to manage one if you ever had a chance to learn you would say what's the use and let it slip i know the difference between chances and shams i hope rufus said sharply i call this a sham to get a fellow to work for nothing he offered it to me and i let him know what i thought about it at least i hope he understood i think he did ben said significantly good night old fellow i'm at home and as the man in the paper said i wish you were just because you hate to walk alone so badly you know and have been walking out of your way to keep me company and ben went in at the kitchen door confirmed in his resolve to learn to run the writing machine if possible everything was quiet in the neat little study daisy was asleep in her bed but mrs bryant and line were sewing steadily line had a history open on the table beside her and occasionally glanced at the page as she sewed how late you are were mrs bryant's first words do they mean to keep you often as late as this at the store i left the store at seven o'clock or a little after ben said promptly and i haven't seen it since why what does this mean where have you been then there was a note of anxiety in the mother's voice despite her desire to trust her boy it was a wicked world and the town in which they lived held many boys who delighted to prowl around the streets of evenings she always felt that this was one of the roads to ruin was it possible that her ben might be dropping into it without even realizing it himself it was all on account of a raven tapping on the window said ben bursting into a merry laugh at least that was what miss webster said mother i wonder if you will understand her better than i did even before the mention of miss webster's name mrs bryant's face had cleared no boy could come into his mother's presence with such a cheery innocent laugh who had been doing anything not just right at least that was what she thought perhaps she had too high an opinion of boys i don't know much about ravens she said smiling and you are talking in riddles have you been to call on miss webster been there this whole evening she tapped for me you see on her window i couldn't think at first what the sound was that set us to talking about the raven tapping it is a poem did you ever hear of a poet named poe mother edgar allan poe said mrs bryant taking neat stitches in the shirt front oh yes i've heard of him and his raven never more there is nothing about the doleful creature to remind me of miss webster though i never heard of him said ben with that added note of respect in his voice which a boy cannot help feeling when he makes new discoveries in regard to his mother's fund of information she isn't like a raven i don't suppose she isn't like anybody that i ever saw before 
i've had the nicest time and late though it was he launched forth into a description of his evening a description in which the wonderful machine figured largely of course in the course of it he could not help contrasting his mother's views with those of rufus kedwin what do you think about it he asked a trifle anxiously having told her of the offer for some of his evenings why i think it is a grand opportunity she said with enthusiasm it will be a change of work and you will be learning to make yourself useful in a new way at the same time that you are acquiring a wonderful art for it really must be wonderful to write as fast as you describe but there isn't any likelihood that i can make it useful to me you know said ben still somewhat anxiously it was right that his mother should consider all the objections in the way i should have to own a machine if i ever earned any money in that way and they are terribly expensive just think a hundred dollars of course i shall never have one of my own how do you know that his mother asked the question so coolly that it almost took his breath away why mother he said and stopped she glanced up at him and quietly smiled it is impossible to tell what may happen in this world she said cheerily a great many wonderful things have happened even to me once when i was a little girl and had an opportunity to learn how to harness a horse i said what's the use in learning i shall never have a horse to harness but i learned and because i did i had a chance to save a child's life oh it is a long story too long for to-night i'll tell you about it some time but it is one of the things which taught me to learn all i could in any proper direction and be ready when the opportunity offered to put it in practice you may never have a writing machine it is true but then again you may stranger things than that have come to pass my son since you don't know any certain future get ready for a possible one that is my rule i'm glad of it said ben with great heartiness it is just exactly what i wanted to do but i didn't know but you would think it foolish you ought to hear rufus kedwin go on about it he hasn't your ideas i can tell you mother i wish he could hear you talk sometimes that boy needs something i wonder if his mother i suppose there are as great differences in mothers as in anything else these pieces of sentences thrown out in jerks set line into a bubble of laughter why ben she said what's the matter i should think it was a sphinx instead of a raven you had visited with to-night by the bits of wise sentences you toss out i should think there was a difference in mothers if you mean mrs kedwin and mother softly softly warned mrs bryant well but mother interrupted ben just as line was about to speak rufus does have such queer ideas and it seems as if but he broke off again a dim idea that his mother would not approve of his saying that it seemed as though rufus would have been better had he been better managed by his mother held back his sentence to line he said when they were down cellar together getting some forgotten potatoes for morning did it ever strike you that rufus had pretty low-down notions about what folks do or what they might do 
it has struck me that he has rather low-down notions about a number of things ben what do you mean in particular but just then a gust of wind blew the light out and ben did not explain it occurred to him afterwards as a strange thing that in the excitement of telling about the machine and the offer and the minister he should have forgotten all about the subject which was troubling him so much when mrs webster tapped on her window it did not enter his mind again until the next morning when he was skimming along the street on an errand for the store just as he turned into dane street a little fellow with his satchel of books on his shoulders making a cross cut across the pond for school fell at full length he did not seem to be hurt and it was a common enough occurrence ben halting a moment to see that the boy was being helped up would have dashed on and thought no more about it but for a sentence which caught his ear from a rough-looking boy standing by ha ha i guess he's been to seawall's and got a drink of his cider this morning and it has made his legs tipsy a coarse laugh followed those coarse words and ben as he hurried on felt the hot blood mounting to his very forehead seawall's was the store where he spent his days in hard work i don't believe i'll stay there another day he muttered i'll talk to mother anyhow end of chapter 11